I'm Ashley. And I'm Alicia. And we are Murd Nerds. Hello, fellow Murd Nerds. How y'all doing out there? Doing good? Good. I'm good. Love to hear it. If you aren't familiar with Murder Nerds, we are a true crime podcast focusing on the missing, unsolved, and weird crime within our home state of Indiana. So, how you guys been doing? Ashley? Um, great. How you doing? You doing good? Yep. Jeremy? I've been doing good, but, you know, I found out that I'll never really know who comes to my funeral. What? Just oh, saying. whoa. I'll never know who comes to my funeral. Oh, my God. That's a horrible. That's a that's, horrible. Uh, you know what though? It's enlightening as well. I mean, I you know people who you know will be there, but you really don't know all the people that will go. I know. Unless we have a fake funeral to see who's fucking loyal first, Ooh. and then you can come out and be like, "Hey, I know who's here, Surprise, and I know who really cares about me. Everybody else can fuck off." So you would jump out of the casket and yes. scare the living shit out yes. of everybody who's there? <laughs> or, no, that's dark. <laughs> now we know that if Ashley has a funeral, we have to go. We better yes. be, might be And up. even if I'm really dead, it's in my will, it's going to be spring-loaded. <laughs> so you guys won't know either way <laughs> until that happens, because obviously it won't turn out very well. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, so, that is terrible, because I can see she she flopping up and, like, you know. straight forward. Hopefully her fall. neck doesn't break and make that noise. <laughs> It'd be oh. forehead straight to knees very quick. <laughs> Unless rigor. We don't need to get into this. Her head bounces off the casket. <laughs> or if rigor mortis is really bad and the, it just shocks, I just stand straight up and fall out <laughs> forward. <laughs> And this is how we start murders. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is part two of the Don Klein episode. So if you didn't listen to part one, go listen to part one. Nothing will make sense is what it comes down to. Nothing. I mean, maybe some stuff. Unless you already watched the documentary. Yeah. But, but you should still go listen to part one because you should. You should do that. Um. So. Do you have anything that you want to say? Um, no, I don't. I don't think there's anything I want to say, like specifically yet. There's a lot I want to say. Okay. Well, but, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to the talking. But yeah. No. Uh, before I move forward, though, with the story, I'm going to go over some of the parents and the children that were born from Donald Klein's sperm, and most of them lived within 25 miles of Klein, and some within the same like couple minutes of his home. Julie Harmon was one of the first people to contact Jacoba. Julie was at home watching the news feature that Angela had put on, and she was with her husband. And her husband looked at her and kind of noticed something. Julia and Jacoba looked an awful lot alike. Julie knew that her mother and father had trouble conceiving her and went to Dr. Klein, but when she asked her mother, Diana, if she should get a DNA test, her mother just straight up told her no, because she was certain that Klein had used her husband's sperm in the insemination. When they had gone through with the treatments, Klein had Diana bring in her husband's sperm in a little container to do the artificial insemination. Yeah, because he said he only used it when he didn't have access to the donor. And he had access this time. Uh, And then when Julie was born, she 
her mom showed her off to Dr. Klein about how successful this procedure was. But Julie felt in her gut that something just wasn't right, so she contacted Jacoba for advice, and she told Julie to just get the test because she either was her father's or she wasn't. They both knew the results of either way. If Klein was the donor, it would show up that her and Jacoba were related. And sure enough, when the results were in, Jacoba and Julie were matched as half-siblings. Julie said when she found out that she was just completely swept away. She didn't know who she was anymore. It was a complete identity crisis. Diana was the one who broke the news to her husband and the man who raised Julie her entire life. He justifiably said that he was devastated. The first thing he said was, Dr. Klein has taken everything away from me. And that broke my heart. Yeah. Yeah. It was deep. Oh, God, watching the the mothers talk and some of the fathers. And Julie, I think, was the 13th or the 14th identified. Was she? I thought she was closer to... Like, before they got in double digits. Like, I think she was number 14. Okay. I don't remember exactly. There's there's so many. <laughs> I was going to say, I can check my notes, but I think she was number 14. Liz White was 27 years old when she contacted Dr. Don Klein. Her husband was infertile, and Klein was the only doctor in the area doing live insemination. He was described to her as the best of the best. When Liz went to Don's office, she found it odd that he was always the one to meet her at the door. He was the one to check her in. And then he led her back for her exam or procedure. There was never anyone else within the office, just her and Klein. Klein told her that he would be using sperm from a medical student. But when they found out that Klein was in fact the donor who impregnated her, she couldn't help but be disgusted. Not just by the fact that what he had done without her knowledge, but the fact that he knew she was in the other room on a table getting ready for her procedure. And the whole time, Klein was just off masturbating in another room. He would go through each step of the exam and procedure, still high off of his orgasm, impregnating her. She said he had absolutely no place within a medical setting. Liz was quoted as saying, I was raped 15 times and I didn't even know it. Matt, Liz's son from the impregnation, says that he feels nothing but sorrow for his mother. He has so many questions, like how did no one in the office know what was going on for years and years? He He completely got away with it, and not one person, not one nurse doctor or secretary knew it just doesn't make sense yeah the, his uh partner that he hired said that the floor that he would use was like dr vacant. culver yeah, yeah dr culver said the floor was like vacant so it was it's very plausible that he like i mean no purposefully one did this yeah. like made sure that that floor was mm-hmm. that no one would be there yeah no one was the wiser heather wook i think that's how you say her name wook w-o-o-c-k Sounds right to me. Uh, She received a DNA test from her husband as a gift. She took it, and when she got her results back, she also got a message from Julie and Jacoba saying, I think we're siblings. She didn't want to respond, and for weeks, Heather went through an identity crisis. Her whole life, she thought that she got her eyes, her hair, and her skin tone from her father, and now she wasn't even sure where she got these traits from. Lisa Shepard Stidham was given a DNA test for Christmas to find out some of her family history. When she got her results back, she was confused why all these siblings popped up. She assumed there was some kind of mistake and went on with her life. It wasn't until Julie reached out to her. This is the crazy part. Julie and Lisa had already known one another because mm-hmm. their kids had or their daughters had um, played sports together and were the same age. Lisa's husband was even uh, her daughter's 
I think it was baseball. Softball. Her softball coach. Because girls can't play baseball. They have to play <laughs> softball still. So Julie began telling her the story that had unfolded with Jacoba, Klein, and the various siblings that had came out of the woodwork. Lisa thought it was all a joke at first. She told her mom about Julie contacting her, and her mom told her that, yes, they had had trouble conceiving. They had went to Dr. Klein, and she had two artificial insemination procedures done. But they were under the impression that Klein had just used her husband's sperm. They had no idea that Lisa may not be their child together until the DNA test was done. Jason Hyatt grew up feeling like he was different from his family. The rest of his family had dark hair and eyes, but Jason had blonde hair and blue eyes. Finally, the feeling in him won over, and he ordered a DNA test. He talked to his coworker about it, who had previously also done a DNA test, and she had said that he would probably only get 10 or 15 hits. But when his results came back, he had 3,000 hits. He received his message from Dakoba, and they ended up speaking on the phone, and Jacoba called him and said she was a sister and told him the truth. Jason's kind of hot. He's kind of hot. He's kind of hot. Mark and Shireen. That matters, Jeremy. (laughs) Obviously it matters. He's kind of hot. He's got a nice big smile. I like big teeth. Same. Mm -hmm. Mark and Shireen Farber knew Klein before he opened his fertility clinic because Mark and Klein were both stationed at Grissom Air Force Base together. Shireen described the relationship that they had as they were not really friends or close, but friendly. And she thought Klein was kind of arrogant, overly confident, self-assured. He never doubted himself. And if you know some, you knew something, he knew more. Uh, to the point of belittling people. Shireen was extremely well-educated. She had her PhD in several medical fields and even specialized in premature infants. But even then, Klein said he knew more than her. When Shireen found out that she had fertility issues, Klein was able to perform a surgery on her and clear up a lot of those issues. I'm not sure what it was. I'm assuming it's the fallopian tube. Yeah, that special surgery, yeah. the laser, yeah. Um, but they couldn't all be fixed by what Klein had stated, so she had to be artificially inseminated. Not only did Shireen get pregnant, but she got pregnant with twins. When the twins were released from the hospital, Klein was one of the first people welcomed to the Farber's home to visit the twins. They had pictures of Klein with the twin girls in their family photo album for years. They literally opened their family photo album and he was right there holding her. Yeah, as they're like toddlers. Um, So yeah, they had all of these pictures with Klein in their photo album for years and all while he knew that he was the father of these twin girls. Shireen said her emotions were so mixed because Klein did do that surgery that allowed her to get pregnant, but knowing that he used his own sperm without her consent made her just physically sick. Allison Kramer, at 47 years old, decided to take a DNA test to find out more about the genetic health issues her and her children were diagnosed with. When the results came back, she found about found out all about her half-siblings, but thought maybe it was just a mistake. She didn't know that her mother and father had issues with infertility other than they just needed to be on medications. Jacoba reached out to Allison, but Allison disregarded the messages until December of 2019. She was watching Dr. Phil when she recognized the woman on the stage. It was Jacoba, and she was telling her story. She logged back into her 23andMe account and saw each and every person on that stage was her half-sibling. She knew in that moment that it was true, that she was a part of this entire situation. Allison was crushed knowing that her father, Mark Farber, the one that knew Klein at the Grissom Air Force Base, um, he was such a big part of her life and he betrayed him. 
She wanted to protect her father because he still was her father to him. She didn't want people to know that Mark was not biologically her father because he was. And not only was Allison sickened by what Klein had done to her mother and father, but Don Klein was her fertility specialist as well when she had troubles conceiving. Yeah. He was also also her GYN. So he did her paps. Her main one, yeah. He did her breast exams. Knowing the man, the man who knew he was biologically her father, was touching her without her consent of knowing, and it made her ill. And watching her tell that part of the story, she was getting Ugh. so worked up, and it was just heartbreaking knowing That's that. So That's so happened. fucked up. So did she get fertility in two? He was her fertility specialist. And they didn't go into... Yes, they if, did not... She didn't mention if she had actually gotten pregnant through his practice. Like, she had to be artificially inseminated. Right. She didn't go over that. So that's kind of troublesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> up in the air. But whatever, her business, I, ugh, yeah, the, I wouldn't. that whole situation is so icky. Yeah. For it, lack it, of a better it, word. Yeah. So fucked up. Pretty messed up. When she said I that, I was waiting for her to say... And then I DNA tested my child, and I was going to be like, Ugh. yeah. But no, I don't think he would do that because he knew that she was his. So I don't think that he would have inseminated her with his own sperm. Yeah. That Hopefully would, not. That would make him. Don't even try to do that math. Grandpa, dad. Yeah. The, you know, daddy, the grand, grandpa. Grandfather <laughs> of his own. I hope that's not the case because that's father just, of the grandfather of the grandfather. And it's only gross on his side. Like if that is the case, that's not Yeah. It's not even I don't even know how to say that. Obviously it's not their fault. It's but, messed up for him, on his behalf. Yes. For sure. Yes. So Angela the newscaster emailed Dr. Klein and told him that she was going to move forward with this story and she would be using his name. Yes, bitch. He had one last chance to clear up the story and tell his side. So Klein agreed, but only if there was no video and no audio recordings. But Dr. Klein said he refused to be outed. Knowing that Klein was unstable, making threats, and had no problem carrying a firearm made Angela and the news station really uncomfortable. Uh, but... Angela went through with the interview anyway, and as soon as she arrived, he asked Angela if the restaurant allowed him to carry a gun, which I'm like, way to fucking make it weird. Yeah, he's trying to be intimidating. Yeah, for just sure. just let her know. His tone was cold and calculating. Angela started getting worried that he would pull the gun on her, especially when he started mentioning that he knew where she lived and knew where she was from. He kept telling her she needed to be careful and she shouldn't air this story. He stressed how it would ruin his life, his marriage, and ruin his church. But Angela responded with, we have the burden to tell the truth, and the truth matters. Mm -hmm. Great quote. Exactly. After Klein's interview with Angela, weird things started happening to all of the siblings. Things that had no explanation except the worst. Jacoba woke up one morning to leave for, for work, and when she walked out to her car, all four, four of her tires were stripped of the lug nuts. Every single one of them. There was no way that this was an accident. Julie had her computer hacked. All the Google Drives where she kept all of the information relating to Klein and the siblings were completely erased. Every email that she had sent about Klein was completely gone. And from my understanding, nothing else was deleted. Just the ones about Klein. Is that it? That'd make him a computer genius, though, too, wouldn't or it? Or he's hiring somebody or somebody within his family. 
Right on. Heather started receiving harassing phone calls after she went public with her DNA results. Weird calls like the cemetery calling her asking if she was interested in a burial plot. Kind of weird. Yeah, like someone called the cemetery, left them a message with her number saying she was interested, and then they called her back. Or is how some, I understand. Yeah, or somebody pretending to be the cemetery. Oh, Either well, way. yeah, that's true. During Jacoba's investigation, she found out that in 1963, Klein was involved in a horrible car accident. While driving down a residential road, a four-year-old girl darted out in front of Klein's car. The girl died, and this is when Klein turned to religion and wanted to live his life for God. The siblings believed that the psychological process for Klein was that he took a life, so he was going to give back to people that couldn't give it back or that couldn't give it back on their own. And this was to make amends with God, essentially, over what he did, which it was an accident. So it's like, yeah, it was not in any way, shape or form his fault, but still traumatizing. I can't even imagine. Yeah, four year old girl, any any child, four years tough, but. Any yeah. child, I can't imagine having that accident and the being guilt. able to live with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though it was an accident. But yeah, even so, I mean, one for whatever number we end up with yeah. <laughs> is not. This is what honestly made me mad about this whole situation because I could not wait for the end of my episode to be like, how many siblings do you think they've found so far? Yeah. And have you guys guess? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, no. was, I wanted to do that so You can still bad. do it with Jeremy. We are still going to do that with Jeremy. What number are we up to now? We're not going to fucking tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's good that you did that because in mine, I numbered them as they came along. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's gonna be so fun. We're going to place this podcast on pause while Jeremy goes and watches the <laughs> Netflix <laughs> documentary. <laughs> So, finally, the Attorney General's office got back with Angela and Jacoba. They stated that they couldn't give them any information and that they weren't allowed to know what was going on. Angela continuously reached out to the Attorney General for an interview in 2015 and was continuously declined. She then turned to the Marion County Prosecuting Attorney for answers. Somehow, they said that they missed all of their requests for an investigation. BS because she got that email saying that it was going to be that it was under investigation. Yes. Yes. So Angela relayed the entire story to them and pushed hard for them to investigate. Tim Delaney, former prosecutor for Marion County, met with Jacoba and Angela. When responding to the story and their concerns, he said, at the end of the day, there is no crime that touches this particular act. Jacoba was stunned when Tim responded with this. She asked him how this wasn't considered rape. Tim stated, I don't deny that this is a sexual violation, but legally it isn't a sexual violation. I feel like my mother was raped is a valid human emotional statement, but Dr. Donald Klein committed rape is a legal assertion that is just not true. I wasn't going to put that on my paper with my signature is what Tim Delaney said. But he has to stay within the verbal confines of the law. Exactly. So like, I get that. I get that. Jacoba then asked if Klein could be charged with battery, like battery with a bodily fluid. And Tim laughed and said no. And this is the point where she went through and was like, okay, if I spit in your face right now, am I going to get charged with battery with a bodily fluid? And he said, yes, you're going to get charged with battery with a bodily fluid. What is the difference? And she's like, I don't understand the difference. Is the difference um, the fact that they sought out? I mean, I I understand. I'm not saying this right. But But they thought that they sought out. That medical. They uh, consented for insemination. Yes. 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 
Yes. And that is exactly what it is. Within the documentary, they speak with a sexual assault specialist, and she states that this is an unequal application of the law. In terms of rape, by the state of Indiana, rape is labeled in two ways, with force and without consent. You have to have both. Yes. So when did the touch stop being sexual and start being clinical? He immediately went from masturbating to impregnating women with his semen, and he was still under the hormones of a sexual act. But unfortunately, Indiana juries are not willing to buy the rape by deception theories of this. The question is, do these women's desire of a child legitimate or what is the word I'm looking for? Legitimate? Legitimate. Yeah. Don Klein's deception. All the mothers who were impregnated stated that they did. They do feel violated and they did not give consent for this. He never gave them a chance or was honest with them. They also stated that if he did give them the choice to use his own sperm, that they would have declined him. Throughout all of this, the attorney general did not go through with an investigation. Don Klein had stated that they had contacted him through the mail, asking about the allegations, and he told them that he was not the father. Ding, ding, ding. There we go. This is where he fucks himself over. Yep. That was their open door to press charges against Klein. Angela contacted the attorney general, stating that Klein had lied in the legal paperwork he submitted to them. This was now an obstruction of justice, and the attorney general finally decided to take the plunge on the case and do a deeper investigation. The first step they made was to get a warrant on Klein for his DNA. When they arrived at his home, Klein walked outside and told them to stay far away from him. He told them that he was very sick with pneumonia and didn't want anyone getting sick. It seemed as if he was just using this as a way to avoid them from collecting his DNA. Or just suspend the inevitable. Like Yeah, exactly. Uh, the officers were willing to take the risk and swapped Klein's mouth for testing against Jacoba's DNA. When the results came back, it was 99.9997% that Klein was her biological father. The sheriff department sat down with him for an interrogation about the results. Uh, and here we are again. Klein stated he only used his sperm sparingly. <laughs> but he can't remember exactly how many times because it was just that long ago. During the trial, he pled guilty to both counts against him for obstruction of justice for lying to the attorney general's office. Originally, he did plead not guilty, but he changed his plea because he knew that he would likely get time in jail. During the hearing, he asked for mercy and compassion for himself. Oh my God. He said he tried to live out his life with honesty and justice for himself and others. The siblings all attended the hearing and noticed how he put on an act almost for the courts. He walked in very sluggishly with his cane and made his mannerisms look like he was really old and elderly and just feeble. That's a classic, a classic move totally when Bill, you're on trial. Oh, yeah. Totally Bill cosby that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bill Dang. Cosby. I mean, who are some of the other ones? There's other ones. Like John Wayne Gacy, I think, did it. Um, who's the guy um, oh, that, like, dressed up as a woman, lived in that apartment complex? I should know his name. Robert Dow. I just want to say Robert Downey Jr. It's not. It's right. not Robert. It's Downey not Robert Downey Jr. Downey Jr. He is a god. Oh man, that's gonna Robert make me really Jr. mad. Oh. Our Lord and Savior. Yes. So yeah, he was playing it up to get a lesser sentence, and Jacoba was actually able to get a give a victim impact statement. She brought up the story of her and her siblings, but unfortunately, in the eyes of the court, this hearing wasn't about Klein. what Klein had done to her and everyone else. It was only about how he lied to the state. Jacoba and her siblings were not allowed to testify about Klein's disgusting actions, 
only the charges of the obstruction of justice. Yeah, it was annoying to hear. Objection. 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 Every time hearsay. she tried to talk. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't even start. They asked that he have permanent felonies and jail time for Klein. Of course, considering how he looked to the public, he got dozens of letters from friends, former clients, former employees, church members, all stating what a wonderful person that he was to them. They all asked for leniency for Klein, and even the prosecuting attorney for Boone County, which was Klein's county of residency at the time of the trial, uh, wrote in on Klein's behalf, which seems a little bit illegal to me. And also, just a reminder, people can still be bad people even if they aren't a bad person to you. Just because they treat you well doesn't mean that they are treating everyone else well. Mm-hmm. Just yes. a reminder. And uh, Tim Delaney, didn't he say, they asked him, is that odd for a prosecutor? And, he and he's said, like, I'd do better not to not to comment yeah, on that or no something. Comment. And I was like, okay, so it is odd or yeah. it happens all the time? One of the two. For real. So, yeah. Abusers can be abusers even if they don't abuse you. Just a reminder. (laughs) When the verdict came in, the judge spoke directly to Klein with tears welling in her eyes. She said, the people who love you will continue to love you, which is so messed up to me that a judge would say something like that when that's opinion and emotion and she's supposed to be unbiased. And saying it to the defendant? Is that? Yeah. The defendant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was literally this. She works for the state. It was this. Well, she's non-biased or whatever, but it was the state against him. Yeah. And she said that. Wacky. To I was like, that is fucking weird. Yep. And due to overcrowding in the jail and the fact that it, he didn't have a prior record, they weren't going to make him serve any jail time. They only sentenced him to a level six felony and a $500 fine. The funny thing about a level six felony is that it can be expunged from your record after three years or by the will of a judge. Jacoba truly felt that the whole situation was corrupt. Donald Klein retired in 2009 and his office closed. And as of 2018, he no longer has a medical license. But this is probably due to the fact that physicians have to be recertified every 10 years. He does still live in Indianapolis in the same home where some of the siblings live only a few blocks away. And he has never had to serve any consequence for anything he did. So what would make Don Klein or anybody else think that this is a good idea? That it's a good idea to take your own semen as a physician and unknowingly implant a woman. When Jacoba was doing some of her research about Klein, she discovered that Klein was heavily, heavily into religion. He and his wife taught Sunday school at their church. Ironically enough, he and his wife taught marriage counseling at their church, which I think is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeremy's face right now. <laughs> that his wife knew none of that. Mm-hmm. He was looked up to as an elder and source of wisdom within his church community. And like the elders in the church, this is so weird to me. And I don't know how often this is practiced. Well, we talked about it in the about elders in the uh, Pelly murders case, too. Yeah. But they are like a group of eight older men who they made decisions for the church and decided what was to be taught within the church. So who knows what kind of like lessons he was trying to get the church to learn Mm -hmm. while he had this monster on his back. You know what I mean? Um, Every day before work in the clinic, he would have his employees gather and pray to start off the day. The office itself was full of, And for lack of a better term for this, Christian propaganda, there were signs with scripture and forceful beliefs. For instance, if you want to get into heaven, you have to be Christian or nothing happens without God allowing it. 
kind of just really weird, forceful things. Remember the scripture he tried to pass to Jacoba before they first met or when they first met? Jeremiah 1 5. Do you know what Jeremiah 1 5 is? Oh, yeah. Like, do I look like a Bible, <laughs> I Bible know. guy? Can, can I say it? Yep. Let me know if I do it word for word correct. Okay. Um, okay. Before I created you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. He used this scripture a lot. And this particular scripture is heavily used within the sect of Christianity known as Quiverful. So you probably know about Quiverful. I knew about it beforehand, actually, because of the Duggars. Yes, yes. And the Duggars were Quiverful. Quiverful? You're going to learn a lot of stuff. so (laughs) dumb. So one of my personal side interests is learning about different religions. And the Quiverful cult, I mean... Movement is all about having as yeah, many. It's a fucking cult. Yeah, it is. It's about having as many children as God allows you to. I'm sure you're familiar with the pretty popular family that follows this way of thinking, and that's the Duggars. Mm-hmm. The definition is Quiverful is a Christian theological position that sees large families as a blessing from God. It encourages procreation, abstaining from all forms of birth control, including natural family planning and sterilization. The goal is to be fruitful and multiply because a man's arrows for God are his children. Well, that, so that, you want a lot of arrows on your quiver. That's why it's oh, called quiver. Yeah, gotcha. That's that's interesting. But yeah, I've often heard that in in uh, the Christian community, there's no such thing as birth control. You don't wear a condom. You don't. It's take very pills. Catholic. Like, You're yes. supposed to only have sex to produce children, basically. Yeah. So like, no fun. Ugh. I know, right? <laughs> Good Lord. But the Quiverfuls figured it out. They're like, let's just fuck all the time and have all the kids we want. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. So the more children that a man has, the more his quiver is full. And then he can keep sending these children out into the world to spread the word of God, including churches, political positions, and other positions of power. Mm-hmm. They're heavily encouraged but, to do that. Okay, so uh, isn't masturbation really... You can't spill your seed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. No pulling out, nothing. Yeah. So as a high re- highly religious man who's doing this. He wasn't spilling his seed, though. But, I mean, still jerking off is still part yeah, of the no. deal, isn't it? Oh, you're but talking sperm- about, he's talking about Dr. Klein himself, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's fucking up left and right. Jesus but hates him. But the fruits him. of his labor I, I, I are understand. being children. I understand you're that. 100% yeah. I understand what, exactly yeah. what you're yeah. saying. So he didn't spill his seed. He put it in a container and he put it in some random person. Yeah, loopholes. Always loopholes. Hey, there's always loopholes. <laughs> Holes. Hole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, a woman within the Quiverful movement, they're just known as, known as being nothing but to breed and be submissive to their husbands, which is another part of this not-so-secret secret cult is that they're also pretty racist, which brings us back to Don Klein. One thing that was recognized was that nearly all of his children had blonde hair and blue eyes. All of the children that he posted on the wall that were his success stories within his office, all of them were white, blonde hair, blue eyes. Not one of the women Klein inseminated were of color. Seeing this, Jacoba feels like the mothers were all picked as being a part of Klein's bigger plan. It was to create the perfect Aryan clan. To say that, for her to say that out loud must have like really been hard. Hard. Yeah. 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 
From what is known so far, all the samples Klein gave resulted in healthy babies. But the bigger issue here is that nearly all the siblings have some kind of health issues now. Health issues that doctors can't pinpoint. Like I said before, autoimmune disorders, blood clotting issues, stomach issues. Mm -hmm. When a donor fills out the questionnaire for a sperm bank, nearly 30% of them don't make it past the sample make it to the sample stage. So this is because of health issues. And in the early 70s, Klein had the issues with rheumatoid arthritis while he was a surgeon. So he knew what Which he isn't was doing. curable. So he still had that. Yes, it was just treated. It was yeah. just a Band-Aid on it, mm-hmm. essentially. So he knew what he was doing was unethical and that, because he's a fertility specialist, um, he knew that if he tried to donate his sperm, he wouldn't be able to. He knew exactly what he, he was doing. He wasn't even eligible for donation. Yeah. It's fucked. One of the wildest parts of this story to me is that Klein doesn't consider any of these siblings his children. And as of the release of the documentary. Wait. I'm going to ask. Okay. As of the release of the documentary, our father. Documentary. Documentary. <laughs> documentary. She's putting some puzzles on Our him. father. How many siblings do you think there are? How Jeremy? many? Take a guess. Um, can I ask questions real quick? Mm-hmm. So you talked about the uh, 23. 23 and me. The me. DNA kit. Yeah. Did you, did I hear you say that there was 3,000 hits? That's hits. It goes back really far. It goes cousins, like aunts, uncles. It, it's, it spans all of that. So you have to remember that each of their siblings also have another half of their family that's also okay. getting hits. Gotcha. For yes. that was Jason. And so it webs out really big, especially yes. with half siblings. All right, because that's d- now three sectors. Mm-hmm. You know, half right. si- like my my sister and I are half siblings. Right, right, so right, right, right. That right. would mom, be three different dad, families, and then other mom from the other kid. So we can't. I can't take a guesstimation off of the three thousand. No, that is not. Is that is that way too high? Yeah, there's not three thousand. Okay. I mean, there could be. I <laughs> mean, we never know. But that's not the as of right now. What is known? Hmm. Wow. See, now I'm like on the spot. I'm I'm trying to think. I'm trying to calculate. I just want to be a math genius right now. I'm <laughs> going to say 425. Wow. See, I wish he wouldn't have been too insightful on the 3,000 thing and think yeah. about that. But that's no, still way that's, too high. that's too high. Dang it. All right. This is just what's been found so far as right. of what, 2022 or whenever they stopped editing, I guess. Yeah, it would have been 2022. So what's the number? 94. 94. <laughs> 94 people have That's been. That's a lot. That is a lot. They have been found to be Klein's biological children, and that does not include the four children that he had with his wife. And all the oh, ones gotcha. that haven't come forward yet. Yes. Right. Thanks to at-home DNA testing, another 44 doctors have been caught using their own sperm in infertility patients. Would you be able to tell more from the actual records from his office they're but gone that's he right they burned they burned up in a fire or something didn't they he shredded them after ah. seven years medical records get destroyed this i know yes you should know yeah I you do, do know, know that. that yeah <laughs> yeah so all of these happen in the 70s and 80s so they're long okay. gone that does make sense sorry yeah sorry to my profession oh no it <laughs> fired <laughs> get fired. i'm gonna have to podcast from now on <laughs> so imagine how many haven't or won't ever be caught because all the records are gone, or yeah, people well, don't fill out. And you got to no, look at like um, like probability and percentages. Like, okay, let's say math is not my strong point. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> say let's just say he gave out five hundred 
he inseminated 500 women. Some of them didn't take. Mm-hmm. So you drop some off. There are going to be some that never find out that they were artificially inseminated because their parents don't tell them. Yeah. Even after all this Some comes that have out. died. Yes. Some that have passed away. Some that their parents have passed away so they've never find out. Um, some that maybe their parents said, oh, that's weird. I went there. But they don't want to know. So mm-hmm. they don't even come forward and they never say anything about it. So, I mean... It could be hundreds. It could be thousands. It could be thousands. There's really no way of knowing. As of those 44 doctors that have been caught using their own sperm in in infertility patients, Klein is the most prolific of the men doing this. So he has the most And the the 44 wasn't just in Indiana. This is like nationally. I almost said globally. (laughs) Nationally. Yes. It could be globally. It could be. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it happens other places, but I think these statistics are U.S. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thanks to the mothers and siblings that dealt with Donald Klein, Indiana passed legislation making it making illicit donor inseminations illegal. But on the federal level, there are no laws that make this illegal. So, I wonder how many states have a law like Indiana. We should have researched that. We should Neither have. Of us did. Dang we it. Should have so I want to hear you guys' thoughts and opinions on this. I'll let you go first. Do you have thoughts and opinions? I, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> say things that don't mean to be disrespectful. Um, I don't. I Usually obviously people say that right before they're gonna say something that's really disrespectful. <laughs> I'm not racist, but no, no disrespect. Um, no, let's let's start off. Let's start off with uh, you guys want to know why he does this. Because he, it's simple. He has a God complex. That's, oh, for oh sure. Oh, my God. That's on my fucking list, man. Boom. Yeah, he's got a God complex. There's no doubt in my mind. It's experimental. I mean, it's 100%. Yeah. yeah. It, he thinks that what he does, and, and you brought it up with uh, being down there at Grissom when he was there. I know more than you. Mm-hmm. And I know people like that, the ones that, uh, that are crazy insane like that. But, oh, we're, I'm going to get filmed so that I can go on TikTok as, a, as <laughs> the guy that, you know. <laughs> he said some shit that you weren't going to believe he said. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it's straight up. It's a God complex. He thinks that, uh, he, he can create whatever he wants to create. Yeah. The problem, he had that power. The problem is, is that, you know, if you would dig into the amount of, um, at least just having a good old time, the <laughs> amount I was recording the curtain and didn't record oh. you. <laughs> That's funny. It's okay. If you look into the amount of sins that he actually created against the religion that he yeah. so truly believes in. Mm-hmm. Which, and I know, I know, just, he's justifying it though with his God complex. Yeah, exactly. But I, I mean, I, I'll throw it under the bus here. I, I think that most of your and and I say most, I think most of your Christianity and your church people are hypocritical and actually sin way more than daily. They, it's a it's an old thing that I use, and I really do use this. It's a long time between Sunday morning and Saturday night. Yep. And that's where you'll find most of your sins and your hate. Yep. Okay. My next point is I want to talk about the father that you said that it was heartbroken, you know, that he'd taken away everything. And once again, full respect, I understand, I understand the uh, comment, but don't take away from the fact that you had a good life. Oh yeah, raising for sure. that oh, child. Oh yeah, he's not, I don't think yeah. it's that. And that's what I that's what I took away, you know. And I don't think that's but I just just remember the good times. I mean, oh, yeah. and the things that you that what that 
Mm-hmm. Don't let that spoil what you, yeah, what your you kids, created. He ain't your father, or he, he what is it? He, he may be your father, but he ain't your daddy. Yeah. That yeah. kind of. It's, 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 no, that's so from true. the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I just hate the word daddy. I think yeah. it's fucking disgusting. But yeah, like the thing is, is he did have a low sperm count, and that is a part of the reason they went to right. Dr. Klein. And so he was supposed to use his expertise to create a child that was both of them. Right. And that is where it's Like I said, I I totally get it. I just I just want to throw that out there is like, you know, don't let don't let the the spoiled apple ruin the whole batch because there is so much good things that happen. Oh yeah. Well and that's what she was talking about too, that they were torn because he did. He gave them what they were asking for. He just did it very deceptively. Yeah, it's a piece of shit way to do things. But oh, yeah, like sure. I said, it's oh, a yeah, god a complex. Yeah. Well, and it's probably such a shocking feeling to be like this person that I've raised, that I've thought is mine, yeah. isn't mine, even though they are still yours. That that doesn't change. Doesn't change a thing. With yeah. my own personal life, knowing someone who had what felt like their fatherhood ripped away from them at one point, mm-hmm. you know, and and them having to go through that loss feeling mm-hmm. that yeah. oh I'm not the dad because but yeah I a lot of am a lot of dad. dads take yeah. pride in that like I made this this is like an extension of myself biologically and you know mentally or whatever yes. yeah like that yeah that would have to be tough we're hitting all my notes okay <laughs> I got I got one more and then we can finish off your list okay. of goody goods we're doing great this is great we're we're going down the line um did. Did they discuss in the documentary or in anything you guys have researched um, the 94 that they know? How is that dynamic with them? Have they found a family? Are they? Yes. It seems like they're very, they're like a little clan and they've just figured out, like they've just hunted this guy down and did all these things to make him. Not necessarily pay because he didn't get charged with anything related right. to that, but they, it still was a little cathartic, I think, for him to get that level six felony for the falsifying documents or whatever that was called. Yeah, the objection of. Justice. But yeah, I mean, they worked together. Yeah, there's a a little clip where Jacoba is like, I'm sure it was kind of staged or whatever, where Jacoba sees Jason. Yeah, well, that they, was like the first time they met, quote unquote. Yeah, and yeah. they like hugged each other, and it was just like they felt. Like, they had that. And I just, mm-hmm. like, no offense to Jacoba when I say this, but I think it's kind of funny that she went her whole life wanting a sibling, and then... She and then she's got 93. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's got 93 and counting. siblings. Uh, not oh, more, like 97, the... because his children, his oh, children with God, his wife. Oh, God, you're right. It is 97. I but, wonder how the feelings and... are I there. Know. I don't know, but that's one thing that, it, that kind of I was thinking about while you are telling the story, is like, you know, this becomes a whole... N- Family is the, the word I'm going to use, but it becomes a whole new kind of family, mm-hmm. and hopefully they find something, something together, and, yeah, and you know they do, and especially sharing that trauma of the moment when they actually found right. out yeah. that their father was not their father is I think they all share that and makes it very like that kindredship really yeah. strong, and it's kind of they you know they I think it was Lisa was the one that talked about every time I see a new name pop up i'm praying that it's not someone that someone i dated no or yeah. dated yeah. yeah and that's that anxiety jacoba talks about that anxiety too um like walking down the street and just thinking oh my gosh that person has the same nose as me maybe that's yeah. my sister yeah. or that person they're walking the they walk the yeah same they're as walking me. like i walk or whatever like that anxiety i think uh that matt 
Matt talked about that too. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even imagine. Yeah, that has to be very very stressful to. Well, even everybody beyond, could be your sibling. Even beyond dating, what if dating went through the bedroom? That would be fucking scary. Yeah, yeah. Like they really like. I would want to date outside of Indianapolis. I mean, well, and think of how many are out there that their parents moved, and they're you know, which is a, a thing that. Like when you donate to sperm banks, they only take so much because within a geographical right. area, there can only be so mm-hmm. many people with that bloodline. Um, <sighs> Ashley just threw her phone. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> the phone was mean to her. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's muddied the gene pool. Yeah. By reproducing so much. But at least they're privy because like uh, the one woman talked, about, I think it was Lisa talked about like, I had to talk to my daughter and let her know, like, be careful who you date. Yeah. We need to know who their parents are so we can make sure they're not your fucking, like, first cousins. Yeah, because they don't even have the same last name. So, I mean, that's usually a, a, a an alarm when you're, oh, we've got the same last name. Yeah, because it's like, Ju- I think it was, Ju- it may not have been Lisa, but I think it was Julie and Lisa. Like, they, their kids went to the same school. Yeah. And there was, was another girl that, that spoke, like, oh, I've got siblings in the same school district. Their kids go to school with my kids. Like... Wild. So, so I can see it now. Uh, Ashley's new boyfriend comes over, and we were like, "Oh, we need to swab you for DNA." <laughs> My boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm going out there. <laughs> well, and I, I mean, I've had this thing also where Roy's parents grew up in the same county as my mom, and I'm like, "Oh my god, what if, like, we're related somewhere?" Because everyone in this county is very small. It's a very small county, mm-hmm. and a uh, hillbilly county. It is a hillbilly <laughs> county. <laughs> It's such a hillbilly county. Love you. <laughs> it's true though. But um, yeah, it's it's wild. This whole. You know what I want to know? Knowing there's nothing that the nothing can be done. He just yeah. gets away there with it. There wasn't a law. Yeah, they can't like retro. They can't take his medical him. license from him because he already gave it up when he didn't get it reinstated when the decade passed. You know, there's nothing that can be done to him. It's our, the most they can do is just keep pushing the story. Which I reached out to Jacoba and told her I think this is something that needs to be pushed. This, this is something that there needs to be their story told what can happen if there's no laws yeah. put to protect these people that are infertile and they just want a baby. And right. it's so messed up that nobody would have known if these DNA tests. Well, and this is what's awesome about Netflix picking it up, too, because now it's. It's national. It's, it's circulating. fucking global. I mean, yeah, it's going to be I'm waiting for that to hit the top 10 on the Netflix. I'm shocked it hasn't. I'm shocked it hasn't, too. But, yeah, what you were saying about that earlier, about everybody wanting, you know, you go into that wanting you, a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know. And we talk, We've hit this in the last episode at the very beginning. I don't know that I know anybody personally, but I've heard stories of just the emotional roller coaster that goes along with trying to conceive when you're when you're having trouble and it wasn't even I mean it wasn't one position it wasn't one person in that relationship it was you know it was a combination of a couple different things and they tried and tried and tried eventually they got the right drugs and were able to conceive but um the the emotions uh, of this of this of the of the man in the relationship was just insane yeah, how for devastating sure. it was and how hard they were trying well and you know reproducing and and having autonomy of your reproductive health feels like a basic human right right so knowing you don't have that's like for some people 
not being able to breathe on your own or not being able to eat on your own. It's you should be able to have autonomy over I'm having it my own child. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that you can share with your partner. You love them so much that like I never wanted kids and then I had Azure and and Roy had Kyrie and then we got married and had Val because it was like yes, we do have two children, but I wanted something. Yeah. Which sounds mm-hmm. awful when you think about it. Like you're creating a life, but like that piece of you that loves that person so much, you want another part of them, which I can understand why people get frustrated. And like, if they have to, it's probably detrimental when you find out you have to adopt or, and it's not that they don't want to adopt or help another child or use donor mm-hmm. sperm. It's that. It's that biological. You're missing link. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's ingrained in our lizard mm-hmm. brain to reproduce. And <laughs> another frustrating thing probably too, is like someone like me who, I mean, I'm 30 I don't have kids. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't have kids. I don't really want kids. Yeah. And there's all these other people who are struggling. It's like, I don't have any reproductive issues. It's just me. I just don't want to use it. Yeah. And that seems and you can't so just... fucking selfish. Yeah. But it isn't. It's your choice. And it's crazy. It's, it's true. It is. It's a choice. I mean. Yeah. It just sucks that it just sucks that like, why couldn't I have been the pick of the lottery that just couldn't? Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah. You want to pass just... on what you got to somebody who couldn't have exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy unfortunate. How life works. So what I want to know. Okay. So we talked about um, like we talked about the fathers. That's going to throw me off. I want to know like, Okay. So he wouldn't even have been eligible for donation. Mm-hmm. If a man went to a sperm bank, lied through his teeth, falsified a bunch of documents, donated sperm, passed the specimen test, and later they found out that all of this was true, that he like had lied and he wasn't eligible and all this, would that man be charged with a crime? If there's a, a lying, lying involved, I believe you Well, should. he's falsifying documents. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I probably should know, but uh, I don't what the legal medical side of that is. Yeah, like what because about he's charging, people... he's charging, or, or I mean, he's going to have disorders or whatever because he had whatever disease he had and these kids are going to struggle with that for the rest of their lives. Like, what is he going to be charged? Is it just going to be exactly like Dr. Klein and just get charged with obstruction of justice or falsifying documents? Probably. Or is they gonna, are they going to make him pay? Result of, or like uh, lying with the result of injury? <laughs> yeah, I just I just think that, that that type of person would be treated differently than this doctor who f- fucked up tremendously, knowingly 94 times, probably more. Mm-hmm. But he gets the same as just one person doing it one time. Is yeah, what, it is. is my yeah. issue. There should be 94 charges. Counts. Yes. Yeah, 94 counts yes. of, I, I believe it's assault with a bodily fluid. Oh, I, I agree. 100%. It's like, if I tell you, you can spit in my face, you can spit in my face. But if Jeremy fucking spits in my face, we got another thing coming. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Same well, and it's like now I think we need to change the wording of what rape is. Yes, it needs to, it really should include like sperm. Sperm? Sperm. <laughs> well, and I think about okay, what about in situations where uh, the, the woman puts up a fight at first and then she just kind of gives, gives in to it? 
that's she yeah. doesn't want it still, is, but it's not forced at that point. He's not holding her down. I think people's yeah. depiction of what rape is is like I'm violent walking, and yeah, I'm walking down a dark alley and I get shoved up against the, a building yeah, and it's no, I'm assaulted it's not like physically because it goes to it's like, not like fight, that. fight, flight, or fawn or freeze or freeze. And it's survival. It's you yeah. Your read, brain does things. You read the situation you're in, and you decide what is going to make you survive in yeah. that moment. And if freezing and letting what happens happen is what your brain tells you to do, it's what you're going to do. Yeah. And I agree that they're not like the same. It's not the same as like being violently raped. But like, what about husbands that like? No offense, because you're a husband, and I don't hope you don't do this, but, like, coerce their wives into having sex with them. Well, they're married. They're going to have sex. But if the wife doesn't want to, I believe it's still considered rape if he's sitting there like, come on, babe, let's just do it. Come on. It's a form of rape, in my opinion. It is. Well, don't make me sad with that. Come on. I'm going to beg for it all the time. It's like diet rape. And I know that's that's kind of controversial to say, but it is. Because eventually you just give in. Well, and I've been in so many relationships where they've just been like, come on, let's just, come on, just tonight, I really want it. And I keep saying no, and then it's just like I get forced into it. And it still, it feels gross, it feels icky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you just don't. And you're somewhere else in your head. Yeah, you just don't want to be there doing it because they can't take no for an answer. And that's why you need to teach your children no means no, especially your boys. No means no. Your mm-hmm. girls, your boys, teach them all, but Te- especially your boys. Teach the girls self-defense and teach the boys that no means no. Yes. And to respect women. 100%. Sorry, this turned into a deeper this conversation. Is, that was our we TED just, Talk on rape. We just file into the, file into the whole, uh, uh, what is it, the Me Too movement? Wait, did I miss something here? Oh, did you hear that? What? That was my hip. <laughs> oh, my God. So, do you think that his wife left him? Because that no. was his whole thing. Yeah, I don't think so either. No, she probably forgave him because that's what God told her to do. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness. Oh, he probably manipulated her. I'm sure she's like a... Wait, I don't want to make assumptions, but I'm going to make an assumption. A lot of these times, a lot of these times, a lot of these situations, look at the Duggars. Look at what Josh Duggar did and his wife's Mm -hmm. still standing behind him 110%. It's disgusting. Yeah. And especially with those quiverful families because you're producing more than you can keep fucking track of. So then it turns into your kids are watching your kids. Yeah, for sure. And they don't know right from wrong. Like they know what the Bible tells you. But do you know what? I can I would put money down that 50 upwards of 50% of child molestation happens because of or within a church setting. Probably. I bet there's statistics you can look up. Do you I know what we're talking about with the, when it comes to the Duggars and, the, and Josh? The, yeah. Didn't, isn't he up for charges right now on... He was like molesting his siblings. He was yeah. molesting his siblings. He had like a ton of child pornography on his work computer. Yeah. And his wife's still standing behind... Beside, behind, whatever. She's do standing you, with him. Do you? Um, okay, so I'm not condoning what he did, but do you feel that it's bad that his wife is standing beside him? Yes, because they keep having children. And she's like, it's fine when he's got all of quiverful. these children. Yeah, they have all these children in the house. And you he molested his sister. You fucking no, no. his kids? Like, no, 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 he's no. fucking I'm, his kids. Okay, you got, <laughs> me, you got, me, you got me a little confused because I don't know a ton of this, of this story. All oh, I know yeah. is it popped up on the news the other day. And, and I was like, oh, I remember that Duggar thing. It was a... Popular TV show, correct? Yeah, he yes. was one of the kids on the show. Yeah, okay. He was the older and he sons. was and he was molesting his sisters. Sisters. Mm-hmm. Yes, and now he's got how many kids? So many. He's got a ton of kids too. A ton of kids. They're okay. a part of the Quiverful movement. Okay. okay, and and okay. That being a part, I'm not talking about what he did, but 
being right or wrong, obviously wrong, but yes. that's, you know, that's not what I'm saying. Um, his wife is standing beside him to help him through it. And you think that's, you think that's bad? She wants to stay married to him and everything. But I mean, and like he didn't do anything wrong and he asked for forgiveness and they went through it, but they just found child pornography on his work computer. So it's like, he's still sick in the head. Well, and I'm not denying that. I'm uh, my, my point is, is that, you know, I don't think he deserves anybody to, to back him up. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I think what you're asking is, is it wrong for his mom or his wife to be supportive of him? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's how I feel like you guys are coming on with that. My answer is yes. I think it is, but I think she doesn't know any better about it. I think she feels like she's she has to stay by her husband, and I think well, it's they messed up. They probably don't believe in divorce. I'm guessing. No. Yeah. They don't. And she's kind of a victim. And he's probably the, the dominant of the relationship. She's yeah. probably like a little mouse at home. She's essentially a victim in this situation also because yeah. she just is like a breeding horse. Are you sure? Are you sure she's a victim? No, we're Are just making sure? I mean, she might not be. She could be a part of it too and be you totally fine with it. Maybe she knew? She probably Maybe did. she... Maybe she was molested when she was a kid. It's just the fucking regular in the quiverful. I think it's messed up. That it probably is. If she was to divorce him... Because she doesn't want to stay with a child molester, she doesn't want to put her children at risk. That she will probably be looked down upon. Yeah, she'll oh she'll get kicked out of her religion. The church I'm would sure. excommunicate her. Yes, we know all about excommunication. Yes, we do because of <laughs> the United States Paranormal Podcast. I'm just saying. I, I I'm not saying. That, I'm not saying what he's done is right by any means. I'm just saying that I don't know that having you know her being supportive is. Is totally a bad thing. I mean, I know she's right trying wrong, to support. But, you know, support. she's supporting her husband. She's supporting her husband, not yeah. the fact that he is. Yes, that's what I'm getting. A pedophile. At. Yeah. Yeah, but and a sex that's the same. That's the same thing. Yes, I he he is a pedophile. You don't want to know. Her what husband I think is a deserves. pedophile. <laughs> you don't want to know. No, I, and that's why I think it's wrong. And I think in her mind, she's not supporting a pedophile. She's supporting her husband. Right. And she's just trying to do what her wifely duties should be. Like, they literally just had a baby while it's she like was in... It's like blinders, you know? Well, when that's all you know. Yeah, like, that's your friend you hang out with. It's what you do every, what, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday. All your other days, you're busy fucking corralling 50,000 kids. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. all you know. That's yep. scary. That's really They don't watch, sad. like, TV and stuff. I don't watch movies. I don't think they listen to music they, unless they're playing it. Obviously, not watching Netflix documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she needs to get Netflix. They probably have Jesus flicks. That's the thing. No, pure flicks. It's called pure flicks. Really? Yep. I'm serious. Yep. It's, That's crazy. it's basically yeah. Jesus flicks. Um, I wanted to say one more thing because we kind of diss on uh, is it Tim or Jim Delaney? Tim Delaney. We kind of diss on him a little bit, and understandably so there's a lot of emotion in it or whatever but like we did talk about him having to stay within the the verbiage of the law mm-hmm. and um who was that woman that talked with him she was a professor i think of law she was like a sexual assault specialist yeah she she just made a really good point that i wanted to touch on that she did kind of give him a little bit of of defense and say like basically the women involved so he said that the jury, Indiana jury, would not buy the rape by deception, which yes. you mentioned. So basically she said that the women involved wanted and consented to being artificially inseminated and that the question that would tear the jury would be, does this woman's desire for a baby 
Oh, you already said that. Did yeah. you say that? Yeah. I'm sorry. I spaced out. You no, you're cut, okay. You can cut all that. <laughs> the, does the woman's desire for a baby legitimate? Because you asked me what that. Yeah. The, yeah. His legitimate. What he did. Donald Climb's actions. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, and that's right. a, and that's a tricky part of this whole thing. That right there is a tricky part. I mean, and that's it's, why you don't have a lot of law that yeah, will, it could that go will back way. it up. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, if you want something def- desperate enough, you're going to go to these lengths. But are those lengths moral is the question that you have to ask. Yes. Because, yeah, if someone wants a million dollars, some people kill for a million dollars. doesn't make it okay. Right. And so if the jury says, oh, well, he needed the million dollars to pay for this surgery for his mom, that doesn't make it okay for them to, like, not charge him, I guess. Yeah. But it's not that exact situation, so obviously. That's a very unstable situation. <laughs> Yeah, and it's new. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, not, especially now, with all of this new light on it and people are going to be privy to the situation, we're going to have good uh, ley lines for some good laws that I think will and, come out soon. And you touched on it. You touched on something about that earlier, about Indiana passing that law. And mm-hmm. and I think a lot of uh, the things that are going on in, in the world today, you're going to start seeing states – start owning up and taking more control of their governments and, you know, passing things that are more Without along federal that lines. Yeah, with, well, I mean, it, I want to, I want to really speak on this, but I, I don't know the verbiage of it. And that, but I do know that we, as individuals, individual states have more power than the government has mm-hmm. over, over us. So mm-hmm. we can do that. And I think you run into that with, um, like the legalization of marijuana yeah, and the states that have legalized it. And even though it's not considered by the federal government, they kind of leave them alone. Yeah. And that's yeah, because they have crazy. more power. Yeah. Yeah. So I think States you'll is, see more of that. It's just a bunch of little countries. Pretty much. It's a lot like how Europe is. Yeah. United we stand. <laughs> Divided we fall. Isn't that like a screaming song? I don't know. <laughs> Listen to Screamer. <laughs> oh my God. That reminds me oh about. Shut up. My coworker, okay, is in a band. I should have done this at the top. Maybe we can throw it at the top. Just well, leave just it in. Leave it here. We okay. are right, right here. So, my coworker is in a band, and they are called Imperial Skies, and they are very, very good. Uh, look them up, add them, like them, rate them, whatever you can do. Um, but. Alicia and I, when we were, what do you want to say, like 13 or 14, mm-hmm. we used to follow this band around called La Dispute. This band was from um, Grand Rapids, Michigan, and we would follow them around like the northern Not Indiana. like follow, like stalk them. We would follow we their shows. We went to shows. their shows. Yeah, not follow them around. Whatever, stalker. We went to all <laughs> of their shows that we could manage to at our age. Um Obviously, because of the ones at bars. So many. Yeah. Yes, we saw them a ton. I think we're on one of their t-shirts. You are. I am on one of their t-shirts. Nick <laughs> edited it and made it look like I was eating like spaghetti. I think. Yeah, Nick's on the shirt. Like a bunch of our friends are on the back of the shirt. Yeah, which I never got one. I'm really sad about that. But anyway, so we followed this band around, and then I find out last week that my friend that I work with was in a band called Far From Phoenix, mm-hmm. which anybody who used to hang out with us back in the day, they know who Far From Phoenix was. We liked them as well. Um, they played with Lotta Spoot a handful of times. So I needed to walk that down memory lane 
with all of you. Walk that down. Yep, just walk it down. Just walk it down. Just walk it down. Yeah, with you guys because all of you ex scene people out there that were with us back in those days. It's a small world. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we could probably rattle off a ton of those bands. And I even asked him about. Forever and always. Yeah. With Doyle. Oh, I asked you about it too. You asked me too. Yeah. I was like, do you remember his last name? <laughs> and then he talked about Doombringer too. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. What I a mean, time. oh, such a good time for local music. It was. It was a blast. So, yeah, I wanted to bring that up. And yeah, so go uh, check out Imperial Skies. They are really great. There yes. you have it. That's my spiel. Speaking of spiels, mm-hmm. spiel away. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you, we getting giggly already at this point? If you caught the last episode of Murder Nerds, you know how it ended. <laughs> Let's see if Alicia I do have can so get through okay, this I'll, one today. I'll go as fast as I can. Do you want to try and set a record? Let's set a precedent here. I'll put a timer on. Bring out the finger guns. Let's go. Finger guns ready to go. Wow, she even cocked Cock the Cock my finger guns. If you need a little pick-me-up after a super deep episode of Murder Nerds Southern, okay. <laughs> head on over to The Call Guys. The Call Guys is hosted by Gunner. Oh, Gunner. 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 Double Gunner. <laughs> Double Gunner. <laughs> Double finger gunner. <laughs> what? I don't think I like that. I heard his number twos hurt. <laughs> oh God! Made him cry. His number twos make him cry. And Colton like a Colt forty five. Oh my oh God! Oh my God! How did you manage that? Come out of nowhere. They discuss movies, TV shows, and anything else pop culture. Old you like record. Marvel? Let them know because DC sucks. You like? You hate Batman? Sucks. I do too. It's all good. So you may see a bit of a crossover episode with Murderers in the future. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. It's going to happen, and I keep talking about it, and it hasn't happened yet, but it's going to. happen. We'll talk about it. Right, Gunner? Right, Colton? Y'all ready for these guns? Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going to put them away in my holster. (laughs) And now, for the British, Alicia. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I have to be so bad. She said, maybe. (laughs) Or maybe you want to keep yourself creeped out. That's a little Australian. That's worse. <laughs> if, if so, <laughs> that was super Australian. <laughs> if so, Jeremy and I help host a paranormal show called The United States of Paranormal, along with our Texas partners, Logan, Matt, and Bose. <laughs> we go on a road trip across America telling tales of hauntings cryptids and weird places from each state jeremy and now for canadian oh, <laughs> boy. are you sure it's not the united kingdom of paranormal actually is like holding her I gotta be she's so gotta be so bad, bad. she's doing the potty twist like tears coming out of my eyes. <laughs> uh canadian, canadian. Uh, it's pretty american a. except for a a you Hey, you there. don't just have to start your Do you like fun? <laughs> you went southern. Do you again. like finding out about your own? Your <laughs> That's good. That's you're like on Scandinavian kind of go. too. Do you want to know other places where <laughs> you Does can the go dance to? Help? You can go to to eat or have a good time. Hey, your hoser. 
You hoser. Check out the Golden Image podcast. Because Jeremy and Gunner and Skylar like to go places. <laughs> Do things so you can too. So you, yes. Perfect. There you go. Jeremy, you want to drop in your Canadian good, accent on that? <laughs> I can. <laughs> Can't even start. All right, eh? We just got to run on down to the old hoser hut and check out what Golden Image has. Bro, yeah, I don't even know if I can <laughs> I was gonna, I could have jumped okay. in with British. I was right, right. Yeah, right. British, and I now, could have been that with you. Alicia does Boomenhauer. <laughs> the king of the Boomenhauer. Is it just Boomenhauer? Boomenhauer. Boomenhauer. Remember when I was trying to link in social media for all these podcasts? And you found it in show notes and on our social media pages. More support our small podcast network. The more support, the more we grow, the better the content. It's really good. Uh, hold on. I'm coming up with another one. Have anything you want to tell us? <laughs> that wasn't what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be Boston accent. It came that out went British. British. That was British. Come out a lot British. Takis. There we Tackies. go. Got to get into the motions. There Have you anything go. you want to tell us? <laughs> Have a case you'd like us to research for a future episode? You can contact us at our email, mudnerds at gmail.com. Or search for mudnerds on popular social media. <laughs> A1. This A1. is what this has turned into. Oh, it's just us sticking around. You are so good at accents. You're so good at having that black spot on your face. Get that off there. There, I got it for you. Oh, oh it, there's a couple of Is them. it a piece of chair? It is. It might be a piece of chair. <laughs> it's a piece of chair. Speaking of. Speaking of, yes. You know what? If you would like to help support the podcast monetarily and help us get new chairs. Because ours are breaking. You can pledge a monthly donation of $0.99, cents, $4.99, or nine ninety nine, $9.99. Or we'll just take a flat out rate donation to buy new chairs. Yes, or a flat rate. I'll send you my PayPal or PayPal or, or Venmo, anything. Venmo, or, we've got yeah. a Chime account if you want to donate it to that. Anything. We need new chairs. Ours are falling apart. Specifically, Ashley's. It's on my face. This helps us at Murder Nerds with equipment, merch, licensing, and anything else that we need to make Murder Nerds the best possible podcast possible. Yep, 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 yep. This is not a money-making venture for us. Obviously, we're poor. <laughs> we do this because we want to, and it takes a lot of time and energy in the process. Right, Jeremy? It does. Lots it of does. Time. Right, Ashley? We all work jobs and have children and do things all the time, so... I don't have children. Right. <laughs> Except, actually. But I work a job and do stuff a lot. She has a dog. She has a shotgun. And no, that's a lot a of work. And a Nala. I always forget about Nala. I do, too. She's a cat. She doesn't count. Oh, wow. So we use... Oh, I just got a lot of hate from the cat owners. I know I did. Oh. I like cats. I'm just saying they like go they off and do their own thing. They take care of themselves. Yes. A dog would just be lost and like confused. So we use our own money to fund everything that goes on with all our podcasts. Like Jeremy has bought all of this wonderful equipment <laughs> that we can. <laughs> that we can by use. we we mean Jeremy. Yeah, by we we mean Jeremy. We we. I bought now my we're iPad. We we. He got us these sick ass. You know what? Microphone I arms. Got I love them. Microphones when we first started, but they she just did weren't. Do that. Good. We didn't know. Yes. So everything that goes on the podcast is because we do it. So 
the small amount that we do make off ad revenue goes right back into the studio, right back in the podcast. We use that to do things. We're not making money off this. We're not profiting in any way. So if you can, show your support by pledging a donation each and every month or even purchase some pretty awesome merch because I designed it. And I'm really waiting for people to buy the Monstera shirt because that's my favorite and it's pretty sick nasty. And I don't know why. <laughs> Dirt nasty, low. Sick nasty. Sick I'll nasty. I'll buy one. I'll buy one. That doesn't count. Oh. <laughs> but our shirts <laughs> wow. and all of our merch, the leggings are so cool. They have a big Monstera leaf that's got a skull face down the side and they say Murder Nerds on the butt. So uh, that's on our Murder Merch shop located within our social media. Merd merchandise. 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 Uh, let's see what else. You made leggings where it says words across the butt? It's not on the butt. It's up by the I was like, top of the waistband. Stamp, it's yeah. like a tramp stamp. Oh, okay. They're pretty sick. Okay, yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. So don't forget to subscribe to us anywhere that you enjoy listening to podcasts. Uh, specifically, Apple Podcasts or Spotify listeners, hey, go in, rate, review, all within the app. Do we it. need that. Go on Facebook. You can review us on there. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your dog. I don't care. Tell everybody to go in, rate, and review us because we need rates and reviews. We That's s- how. What? Well, I was just going to mention that we specifically want you to tell dogs. That's like. Specifically. We need that. Specifically. We need that Put sure. it on his AirPods. Get Get him some AirPods, put it in his ear, turn it on on your phone, let him go to town. He'll love it. There's no dog murder. So, um, (laughs) only humans. (laughs) But doing this, rate and reviewing within the app is the best and easiest way to help support us at Murderance. Plus, you know how much you pay for it? Free 99. Free 99. Sounds like three. Free. Free. Free 99. (laughs) That's how much it is to rate and review us. And you know what that does? It gets us up in the charts, and it gets us noticed by sponsors and ads. For ads. For, not by ads. For ads. Mm -hmm. That's how we can make free money from you guys. And we need that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm perfectly sober, just so everyone knows. I've just, I've been very overwhelmed lately. Um, Hey, you got anything that you want to tell us? You want to tell us a secret? I don't care what it is. If you've got a case... (laughs) If you, if you have a case that you'd like us to research for a future episode, hey, let me know. You can contact me at all of our social media Just platforms. tell Alicia your secrets. I don't want to know your secrets. <laughs> just tell me your secrets. I run the social media pages for the most part anyway. <laughs> Ashley just is a bystander in all of this. <laughs> I check the emails sometimes. Uh, So, yeah, if you want to tell me your secrets... Go ahead. I won't tell anybody unless you want me to. Or I can make it anonymous. You can tell your secrets on here. That would be fun. Secret hour. We just tell people secrets anonymously so they can get it out in the ether. Oh, my God. Please send us your secrets. I am so game now. You got secrets to tell me? I won't say your name. You don't even have to tell me your name. You can make a completely anonymous email and just tell me your secrets. You want an opinion on something? You got a crazy question that you need answers to? I'm clearly the voice of reason. I can tell you. <laughs> we are now a self-help podcast. Send us what you need help with. Yeah. You got your uh, dad fucking your girlfriend? Let me know. <laughs> Let me know. I'll tell you how to handle that situation. And I'll tell you what. It won't be good. So <laughs> I'm not. Uh... I will be the voice of reason. I will tell you if it's right or wrong. Is it wrong if your dad fucks your girlfriend, Jeremy? 
Uh, well. <laughs> as long as you don't tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> not the voice of reason. <laughs> yep. Nope, we're not therapists, but we can give you the best advice from our 30 years of life. That the money that we make off this podcast can buy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyway, if you want to tell me any of that, just message me, excuse me, email me at murdnerds at gmail.com and I'll give you all the advice or I'll tell your secrets on air because I think that's pretty cool. I think that's a great idea. Sometimes those secrets and the stuff just gets welled up inside of you and you just need to let it out and I'll let hundreds and hundreds of people know mm-hmm. and I won't mm-hmm. put your name, I promise. I pinky packed it. Oh, oh, and if you want to be anonymous on our social media pages, there's that cool little link for a survey page and it's completely anonymous nobody nobody knows your name she's building a house over that's here that's crime stoppers that was a great thanks <laughs> that was a good that was good and on our social media pages check those out like them um, the more likes and stuff we get on these pages the better the algorithm likes to treat us computers man they really like attention so just let us know Uh, Don't let us know. Just like them. Comment on them. I don't care what you do. Just give us some attention on our social media pages. We put photos and stuff on there. Sometimes I like put stuff on there for not just the cases. Uh Just remember, it's not us. It's the computers that want the attention. It's not the computers that want the attention. Absolutely not us. I'm not an attention whore. Neither is Jeremy for sure. And Ashley definitely isn't. So (laughs) it's just the computers. They... They thrive off your likes and blood. So that's all I can do. (laughs) I don't make the rules here. Anyway, back to our monthly pledges. Once again, $0.99, $4.99, or $9.99. You know who donates. You know who's been our awesome contributor for so many months now? I can give you a hint. They're part of the United States of Paranormal, and it's not me and Jeremy. Do you know who it is? Do I know? Matt. Yep. Bose. Yep. Logan. It's Logan. Yep. Team Tejas. <laughs> team Tejas, which still, they are not as superior as Team Boozers, but I don't, once again, I don't make the rules around here. <laughs> I'm only being told what to say. I'm just the messenger. So the thank you. Puppet. Yep, the I'm the Emperor's puppet. puppet. That's a fingers moving puppetry. <laughs> no, like a sock puppet. <laughs> better visual. That's a better visual. <laughs> Yeah, but then he'd have to shove his hand in my ass, and I don't really want that, so... Nobody wants don't that. Don't you, though? Oh, hello. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you, Logan, Matt, and Bose. I appreciate you. Do you appreciate them, Ashley? I also appreciate the three of you. What about you, Jay? Do you appreciate uh, them? You know I love those guys in down in Texas. They're all right. They're all right, guys. So thank you for helping support Murder Nerds. Does anybody have anything they want to say? Does the class have anything they want to share? No, no. You you are a shining star right, right now. You're doing so good. I just want to say, listen to murder nerds. There's no doggy murder. No dog murder. You're welcome. I don't no think there's any other animal murder. Hurt. Just people murder. Only people murder. Which, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> We're sorry for that part. Sorry for the people murder. Except this episode and a couple other episodes we've been doing true crime. And I like that because it's not as mm-hmm. horrible and sad. And, like, I know that's our purpose is, you know, unsolved missing people. But I really like doing the random true crime because yes, it kind of, like, lightens the mood. It's not as fucking depressing. Yes. Yeah. But we're getting back into it. My next couple are, are pretty fucking Oh, random. yeah. I should drop that. The Watch next it. three. Yeah, because it'll be the next three. Oh, oh. Okay, so. 
So oh, you get to keep your keep your stash there those, for a little bit. Yeah. On the back burner, yep. We're doing a summer camp special. Three part three parts for three the special. Parts. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's all camp-related murders. And they're not just in Indiana, which I know people really want us to not just stay to Indiana. And we're trying to venture out a little bit. So we're going to do three unsolved camping murders. Tell them where we're going to be when we're recording. While we're murdering. <laughs> <laughs> While we're murdering. No. Wow. While we're killing We're somebody. not murdering anyone. <laughs> While we're recording. Where are we recording? While we are recording, we're going to be in a campground. We're going camping. We're going camping. With Jeremy. That's right. <laughs> we're going to go over to my lot at Jellystone in Pearson, and we're oh, going- Oh, don't tell them where we're at. They're going to come kill They're us. They're going to murder us. They don't know when, though. They don't know when. They don't know when we're going, so we're fine. <laughs> that's true. That's true. She's sober, people. Uh, I swear. She's I sober. am. It's just, I'm a very busy person. My brain is a little weird sometimes. But yes, we're going to be at the campsite, and we're going to be recording, so- Listen for all the ambi. What is the word I'm looking for? Ambiance. Ambiance from the. Uh, yeah, if you want to feel like you're at a campground around a campfire telling scary stories with your friends, you're going to be at the perfect spot because that's what we're going to do. We're not. You guys aren't recording any Tusop, are you? No. Okay, because I'm afraid of cat. I can't either. We need no, to we're only no, going listen. to be recording for murder. Okay. Yep. Okay. Cool. She's fine with murder, not fine with paranormal. I can kill a person. I don't know how to fucking kill a ghost. See, and this is what I said, and everybody argued with me. No. (laughs) No. I can't. I don't know how to deal with ghosts. I can fuck somebody up, but I don't know how to defend myself against a ghost. Ghosts go through walls. Scooby-Doo taught me so. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be the person. And (gasps) speaking of Scooby-Doo listens to our podcast, I'm dropping. I'm name dropping. (laughs) He listens, and that's why we're dogs are our biggest... Supporter. Supporter, yeah. I mean, you know how many kibbles we've been sent in the mail to our P.O. box? <laughs> it's getting out of control. The squeaky toys. We donate. Yeah, we donate, though. We donate. It's, yeah, anything we don't chew on, yeah, we donate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ozzy and Shaka get them all. <clears throat> we can donate within the family. That's right. So, yeah, the next, the, few weeks, the next few weeks are going to be fun. It's going to be a fun uh-huh. change up from it's being in be. the studio. We'll be out and. Out in the open by the fire, it'll be it'll be nice. Eating some hot dogs, toasting our wieners, love it mm, for us. I love toasted wieners. <laughs> Me too. I'm at the a loss. darker the better? <laughs> question mark. Anyway, <laughs> now that we've went on this ride with you all, oh, this has been a ride. These last 15 minutes have been an amazing. <laughs> Thank you for ride. ignoring what I said. <laughs> But she, but uh, yeah. Until next week, and like I said, next week we'll be at the campground talking about. Murder. Roasting wieners. Moidoy. Camping Moidoy. <laughs> it's going to be a blast. So get your camping shoes on, put your mosquito spray on, your sunscreen on your nose, and get ready to fucking party. Red shoes. Red shoes feeling sassy. I got them on. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to me. Yeah. Thanks for letting me be You're right. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Stay safe out there. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs>